Hi guys, welcome to another episode on Hard Jobs with Seals. It's, it's been a while I said this. Feels good. So welcome back. If this is your first time, my name is Seals and on this podcast we talk about, and I'm saying we because I usually have guests. Today's episode is a solo episode but I usually have guests and here we talk about relationships, societal issues that affect us but mostly relationships really uh, and not just romantic relationships we talk about friendships you know every relationship in your life because i believe that every relationship you have should be healthy and thriving so you can be happy and live your best life so if you are about that you are on the right track uh, i tried to rhyme but it didn't go but you get the point yeah so welcome to a great time you would have fun with this podcast it is entertaining it is educating it is interesting it is uh just inserts other wonderful adjectives there. Thank you. Today I'll be talking about myths about sex. M Y T H S. Myths, myths about sex. I don't know why I do this to myself. The last time I had a topic like this, this I was biting my tongue. But then we move. We're gonna make it work. You get the point. I've spelled it out. Don't ask me to repeat myself. Today we'll talk about myths about sex. And I'll be sharing my personal experience. In fact, let me just start with that. My personal experience, my personal myth about sex is, you know, I had those, I'm not even sure what the right word is, but I feel like I had wedding night uh, expectations. You know, I expected, you know, fireworks, you know, magic. We're just going to be fireflies in the air. You know, everything just going to be, whew, 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 whew. It's just going to be, you know, slow music, flowers on the floor, on the bed, candles. If you get that, I'm happy for you. If that's what you like, if that's what you want and you get it, great, fantastic. But you see, on me, my case, we didn't even have a ceremony. Like there was no party, but we got home and we were tired. Our wedding happened during the week. It wasn't a weekend affair at all. I know you are wondering why I was tired, but let me just, let me give you the gist. Maybe you'll get it. So it was a Thursday. Um, we didn't even choose the date. It was the person in charge of registration who just chose that date for us. And then we just went with it. It coincided with my friend's wedding. She had planned her own wedding from, I think, December or January or so. But then our date coincided with her own traditional wedding. So we went, we left the house very early, like five yeah, like 5, 5, maybe 5.30 safe. We had left, so we were in different vehicles, but then we met at the registry. Or more, that was like 6 o'clock. And then the whole process was... So the, the actual, reset, the actual um, you know, joining and the vows and everything was less than 30 minutes. But you see, the queue, the queue that was there, ah, no, it was long. Hey, love is calm. Men are trash. Women are gold diggers. If you see how many of us were in registry that Thursday, you will be shocked. You will be perplexed, you will be mesmerized. Anyway, we got there and there were like 200 couples and we got there early. I said, we got there like 6 o'clock. It was Ikoi on the island and we got there 6 o'clock and we met about 100 couples. Some other people met us there as we were leaving around past 10. Some people were just coming. Ah, So after that, we both went to work. Well, my husband went to work. I think I went back home. Oh, no, no, no. So I went to my friend's hotel where she was lodged. I changed into, you know, the Ashwebi that we had you know, picked before that day. We took pictures at the hotel. Then we all went to the reception. We did the Ashwabi ladies. We danced. We ate. It was a it was a very beautiful reception. We had fun. We danced. See, I even left early because I was trying to beat traffic. I was just learning to drive at the time. I, I didn't want to drive at night. Now I'm an OG. Two hands in the air. Sunglass emoji. 
So I left the venue and then I got home like seven-ish. And then I still had some work to do on my own. Then my husband got home around maybe eight or nine. We just ate and in all honesty, there was no energy to consummate any marriage. It's sleep that we slept. That's it. We just cuddled to sleep. And, you know, evening and morning was the next day. I, I just thought when I woke up, I was like, ah, ah, we didn't even do parang, we didn't even do music, we didn't even do flower. But one more, we were too tired for flowers and music. But then, uh, we made up for that later on. Amen. Amen. Uh, so that was my own expectation and it wasn't met. And I didn't, f- I, honestly, I didn't feel bad. I, I thought about it like, was it even necessary? I mean, all the flowers and the petals and the music, to me, it was not as important as, you know, the consumption itself. So to me, it wasn't a, it wasn't a big deal. And I mean, if you got to do that, I'm very happy for you. If you did not, it is not a big deal. As long as, you know, you enjoy sex with your husband, with your wife moving on, it is fine. Let's move on. So the first myth I want to address is if you are in love, you would have great sex. It is not entirely true. Forget Harley Quinn and all the novels you've read where the, the protagonist and the, or the two protagonists, they are in love. They can't do without each other. They, you know, they surmount all the odds that are, you know, preventing them from being together. And then the day they now meet at the back of the, of the stable, of the, where the horses live, there's always a horse involved. Anyway, when they now meet at the back of the stable, there's now this passionate, clothes tearing, moonlight um, scene where there is, you know, sweat and there's just... <laughs> everything described in detail forget it that's not everybody's reality even the novelist i mean him who wrote it shame who wrote the book it may not be their daily experience so forget all of that don't just say because we love each other we'll have great sex and you'll be expecting fireworks ping, 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 with the air kind of sex it doesn't always happen hmm? so what happens really is that when you love somebody you would learn their body you would learn their sexual preferences their sexual appetites and you know you work on it together you don't know what your partner likes for i mean if you have if you have had a sexual experience before you got married they may have preferences and if it's your first time or if it's your first time you're just learning some things you don't you may not even know the things that turn you on you may not even know what part of your body you know really turns you on or if you, you know you don't know where you're touched that would you know send you into the heavens you're not even really sure what is going on you are learning as you go and that is why i am a firm believer that sexual compatibility is learned over time you can't expect that the first time you have sex is going to be great and if it happens for you that's wonderful and again great is relative you may think you know great is you know with the music with the flowers and, and somebody else may not even agree so great is relative as long as you are enjoying it with your spouse with the person that you love it is okay that should be the standard not what you have read in the novels or what you see in the movie which is very scripted reminder sex scenes are scripted do you know how many people are behind the camera looking at them sex in movies are scripted so just have realistic expectations don't expect your partner to be you know the guy you've seen on on screen or your wife to be the 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 video vixen you've seen on tv please have realistic expectations if you love your partner you would learn how to please them and they would learn how to please you how you want to be touched where you want to be touched you know and all of those things and you will learn these things as time goes on and you would have great sex again great is relative 
both of you would now say okay these are the things i like these are the things um you like this is how we like them and then you work with that information and then you have great sex so sex in marriage isn't just about your preconceived expectations also sex in marriage isn't selfish you learn to please your spouse and your spouse will learn to please you this great sex that you have in mind that you've seen in the movies or you've seen or somebody has told you about oh my wedding day oh my goodness it was mm -mm. don't judge your partner by that you have different experiences and what they are calling great when you hear the details may not even be great to you so again focus on your partner and what the both of you like and enjoy sex together the second myth is that sex must be spontaneous <laughs> i laugh in menstrual cycle because first of all you need to understand that it won't always be spontaneous and i'm telling you it will not always be you're just walking by the staircase and you just bump into her or you just look into his eyes and you guys just understand that right now is the moment it's the magic moment hmm it's not always like that though it may be like that most times but once in a while you just be like ah, we haven't had sex this week oh. hmm okay then you say okay maybe tomorrow let's have sex or maybe later today it's not always ah by just sitting down you just kodu from kodu it leads to yeah it happens like that i'm saying it doesn't happen every time so don't always assume that it will just always be spontaneous it'll just be the heat of the moment and then you tear clothes tear bra tear pants it doesn't always happen like that also why are you tearing pants what will you wear tomorrow i digress uh so sometimes sex is scheduled maybe you just realize you haven't had sex in a while and you say okay we will do something about that tomorrow or you say okay since we are going on a vacation next week let us dedicate five out of seven days to sexual activities how about that how about that so it's not like you're not writing on the calendar 25th of june we will have no it doesn't it might just be a mental note to just say okay and i'm saying this from a woman's perspective because sometimes you are not always in the mood to have sex like i was talking like i was saying earlier about our menstrual cycle there are times of the month where you are ovulating and your libido is higher and there are times when you don't even want your husband to breathe near you you don't hate him you just don't want him to be around at that time so it might require you to to make a mental note to say okay let's have sex tonight and then as a woman you begin to prepare your mind because arousal comes after the desire like usually let me not assume for most women but usually the arousal comes after the desire you say i want to have sex and then your body begins to you know warm up to the idea and to the thought of having sex there was a quote i heard i don't know if it's a quote or is a saying that you know men are like gas cookers and women are like electric stoves or was it iron you have to warm up a woman to sex but for men it's almost instant well most men are most women because i cannot speak for everybody but you get the point i also want to add that sometimes sex is a duty or a selfless act it's not like you really want to or you have the desire at that moment but in order to please your spouse you know you do it for them it's not rape hello it's not rape it's not coercion it's not guilt tripping you're just saying okay I understand that my partner has needs and even though i'm not so excited about sex in this moment i would let, let me say it's a sacrifice maybe i should say sacrifice but you get the point point here is you won't always feel like but if you notice that your partner has a desire you may be willing to compromise and then you you know you give in just to please them but that that doesn't happen all the time and you don't have to feel bad about it no 
don't feel guilty if you don't have the desire for it don't um, feel the need to please or like don't do it under compulsion I, I hope you get the point I'm saying that sometimes you won't want to and you bend to satisfy them but it doesn't mean you always have to bend it is not by force and if your partner loves you they should understand let's move on the third myth is sex is only exciting in the beginning that is not only a myth it is a big fat lie when i was getting married another friend told me we're just talking about you know expectations we're just talking about marriage and you know what to expect and all that and they said women in their 30s or in their 40s usually even have a higher sex drive than when they were in their 20s and like we really couldn't explain it but i just i just guessed that maybe it's because over time they are more emotionally connected to their spouse or they are even just finding out more and more of the things they like and they are now enjoying sex more and now they look forward to it. The point I'm trying to make is sex is not only exciting in the beginning. The beginning is what I would even call the rough patch, quote and unquote, where you are learning each other's preferences, learning their body and you know what they like and all of that. So it gets better as you go on. It's just like other forms of intimacy. As you know your partner, like the more you know your partner, the more you know how to please them. So I do not believe, and I have other people who have this experience, who also do not believe that sex is only great or exciting in the beginning. In fact, for most people who are having sex for the first time in marriage, they enjoy it as time goes on because they are learning more and more about their bodies and about their sexual preferences sex can be enjoyed for a long time people in their 50s and 60s still have sex and maybe it's not always penetration it's just about the sexual intimacy that they enjoy the fourth myth here is and i know the women may not you know be very happy with me about this but then the fourth myth here is that husbands should always initiate sex it's not true my sister it's not true you can initiate it nothing will happen he will not disrespect you. He will not see you finish. Honestly, you don't worry about that. Don't worry about that. Hmm? Initiate it, my sister. Initiate it. Make a move. Give a wink. Give a rub on the back. Wear the things that we initiate. Do the things that you initiate. Send a risky text in the middle of work so that I can anticipate and anticipate before the end of the day. So, don't wait. Don't wait for the husband to initiate sex. And I think it comes from this presupposition or predisposition that men have crazy libido. It's not true. Not all men have crazy. I don't even think any. I don't even think that most men have crazy libido. I just think it's because you know the arousal is like almost instant and it can go away. Do you understand? It's just like women don't really understand it because maybe it takes a while, you know, or we just. We have different sexual desires and you know the way we express it so don't 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 fall for that women can also initiate sex because women also enjoy sex and they can initiate it yes so don't believe that also men don't be selfish whenever you hear no don't react don't start sulking and making it seem like she doesn't love you or she doesn't care about you like i was saying earlier about the um, menstrual cycle sometimes your body just doesn't want to do you understand so we usually need preparation from morning till afternoon till by evening 7 p.m we are ready for starting the morning i think i'm now so 
don't be selfish try to understand the nose when your wife tells you no try to understand mm? you love her and it's just I'm, I'm going to you know elaborate on this point in number five but you get the point women can initiate sex and men when you are told no or when you are told later don't you know don't be angry that's it that's the summary the fifth one here is sex is the only form of intimacy this is not true there are many other forms of intimacy personally i know there's emotional intimacy there's spiritual intimacy intellectual i think i've even heard someone say social intimacy there are many other ways you can connect with your partner than via sex i'm telling you believe me when i say this because i I mean i have no reason to lie you will not beat me so believe believe just believe believe me believe me you can be intimate with your partner without sex it doesn't mean sex won't be involved i mean this is your husband this is your wife this is your spouse right you can be intimate with sex and you can also be intimate without sex so don't always look at sex as the only way you can be intimate you can have conversations that would make you feel so sometimes you just you are gisting and you just look at your partner and say ah this person gets me you feel like you are one person because you share so many ideas you have you know so many things in common when you are talking they understand when they are talking you understand it's like both of you are literally on the same page that is also another form of intimacy it's not until you're shocking on the bed i think game now eh so there are other ways you can be intimate I know some men will argue that, ah, no, it's sexual intimacy. I don't want emotional intimacy. It's not true. It's because most men have been conditioned to think that sex equals love. So you think the only way you can receive love is via sex. Or the only way you can receive that care or affection is via sex. There are other things you need. There are so many things you need in life that are non-sexual, non-unrelated to sex. Have you had conversations with people and then because of how your minds align, you feel so close and so connected to them? Or do you, your, your best friend that has been with you through the years, I mean your male friend, now I'm talking to men, your male friend who has been with you through the years, 10, 20 years of friendship, she embarrassing soon, are you copulating? Are you exchanging uh, genital fluids? No, I, I hope not, but no, you get and you feel that connection to them. So sex is not the only way to feel connection to the woman that you love. Amen? Amen. So it's just a, I would say it's a mindset or a preconditioning and it is not true. Discard it today. Rub your head three times like this round, round, round. Now carry that mindset and throw it into the abyss. If you have those being close to you, throw it inside and say never again. You can feel connected, you can be connected with your spouse in non-sexual ways. Sex is not equal to love. Love is not equal to sex. And you can receive care and affection and love and intimacy with your partner, with your spouse in non-sexual ways. Amen. Amen. In conclusion, I just want to say that sex is a great gift from God and gifts are meant to be enjoyed. They are meant to be valued. They are meant to be appreciated. If you give someone a gift, you want them to enjoy the gifts. Whether it's a trip, whether it's a bag, whether it's a dress, whether it's even a time. You want them to enjoy that gift you have given them. And that's the same way God wants us to enjoy sex. So if for any reason you are not enjoying sex, it could be because you are comparing your spouse to your preset mindsets or your presets, you know, like assumptions, 
We are comparing them to fictional characters, like I was saying earlier. We are comparing them to your ex-lovers. We are comparing them to an imaginary standard. Maybe that's why you're not enjoying sex. And it could also be for other reasons. It could be because, I mean, it could be pregnancy. It could be cycles for women. It could be fatigue. It could be stress. It could be that you don't even love your body. So you don't think anything good can really come out of it. G gets like if you don't like your body, you may not enjoy having sex. So um, that's a topic for another day. It could be because of it could be mental health issues. Maybe you're just I mean if you are depressed or if you are dealing with anxiety or something you know very weighty, something that weighs on you. Sex may not really be on your mind. Even when you have sex, it may just feel like another thing. I mean another chore or another duty that you have to perform. It could be low libido. Just so many other factors that could that could lead to you not enjoying sex. So think about it. Ask the right people. Talk, you can talk to a sex therapist. You can, you know, talk to your doctor or just maybe a trusted friend. Or even, in fact, most importantly, I would say talk to your spouse about it. I don't enjoy sex and I don't know why. Or I know why. What can we do about it? I don't feel beautiful. I don't feel sexy. I don't feel attractive. I feel like I may not satisfy you. Talk about these things. I mean, who else would you talk about it with than your spouse, than your life partner? So talk to them about it, share your concerns and find solutions together. Uh, I've heard stories or I think I've even seen a movie about it where there was this guy who had erectile dysfunction and he was avoiding the wife. She didn't understand why. She didn't even know he had the problem. She assumed he was cheating and that's why he no longer wanted her. Meanwhile, Mans was just, you know, going through the jungle going through the absolute ghetto and when he opened up they went to see the doctor together and then you know he got medication he got therapy and he got better and they started to have sex again so don't sit in silence don't if you hide your problem your problem will hide you i'm sure you've heard those people that are selling that gojedi at the bus park a problem share is a problem solved but with the right person my brother my sister Share your problem with the right person, e.g. your spouse, e.g. your doctor, e.g. a sex therapist. Um, Yeah, sex should be enjoyed and you should be enjoying sex. So if you are not, look into the reasons why and try to find solutions. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please share this with your friends. Share this with everybody that you know on WhatsApp, on Instagram. Share the links and just help somebody you really don't know what people are going through there may be somebody who needs to hear even if it's this last part of today's episode somebody needs to hear this to be liberated so please share with everyone that you know literally everyone share it with me me that recorded it me that have the podcast share with me i do usually listen and i do usually learn even though i'm the host so yeah share with everybody that you know and follow us on instagram heart drops with seals and you remain blessed. Thank you for listening today. See you on the next episode. Bye.